Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review, the Walking Dead Listen to Us podcast. No, I don't know if the Walking Dead Listen to Us podcast. We're going to be talking today about how the Walking Dead has changed showrunners. We'll also be mentioning a little bit about Game of Thrones starting in 2019, just to get some of Joe's thoughts about that. But if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the Issues Program, Phil's Recap and Review, whatever. Jump on in. We have people joining us live throughout the show. We call them the live motherfucking chat and please share your thoughts about what you think about this switch over for the walking dead and if you're joining us later in the later on please share it in the comment section and all and also we have a call-in line right now if you want to leave a voicemail or a text at 781-990-8509 if you want to get your voice in right now to talk about what has happened here with the walking dead this has just basically been announced in the last 24 hours i will I will read an article from uh, I, f- I forget where it's Please from. Please do because I haven't I haven't read anything about this. This is the first I'm hearing about it, Phil. <laughs> like okay. literally. Okay, I Google I Googled an article. This is one of the, one of the articles about it. I will read it. But first, we got to welcome our live motherfucking chat. We got Hannibal. We got Cadigan. We got Mike. We got DJ. We got Callie. Callie. Uh, and uh, let's see Richard what and Wolf Gaming. And everyone said it took him long enough. This guy is trash. Joe Dirty Cox, the Hizzle. Love him. Love all of you guys. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Uh, we usually do Sunday evenings, but just because of some shit going on, Sunday afternoons working. We're not going to be on for too long, probably about a half an hour, 45 minutes. Quick podcast here about it. But of course, I'm not alone. You, you heard his voice over there, but I'm with Joe Dirty Locks today. How are you doing, Joe? I'm good. How are you doing? Joe, do, should we take the victory lap? Do, do we, uh, I think we should. I think, you know, some people, we've we've had it before. Someone in AMC listens to our show, right? We called them. We left a message. They're tuned into us, Phil. They've uh, got to be. At this point, now you know they got to be. Welcome, Wolf. And everybody, we're, we, we, we're just going to take this curtain call. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. We're, we're responsible for that shit. No, we're to I don't, us. To us, but <laughs> motherfucking chat. Yeah, to you guys in the motherfucking chat, to all of us, we got a change in The Walking Dead. Whether it's going to be a lateral change or not, we'll explore that in this podcast when Just we talk. Someone else who used to do it. And Gimple has not been fired. I want to make this clear. He hasn't been ousted. He's actually on paper here gotten a promotion so we, so we'll okay, get let me let's read this article i'm gonna i'm gonna read this article about this so <laughs> the wolf gaming says the battle is over but the war has just begun let's take a victory lap I, i'll take one victory lap around the room victory i think my fly was down during that but <laughs> so now uh the person that has taken over for The Walking Dead is Angela Kang. Now, Angela Kang has been with the series since 2011, has been promoted to showrunner of the flagship series starting with season nine, which will be uh, not this half season. This will be Gimple's last. While Gimple will serve as chief content officer overseeing all things The Walking Dead. Wait, 
Well, uh, let me let me finish the article, then we'll talk. The the dead shall rise again. The cable network has renewed The Walking Dead for a ninth season and signed former showrunner Scott M. Gimple to an overall deal in which he will now serve as chief consultant officer to the franchise. In his new role, Gimple will oversee The Walking Dead's vast television universe, including both the flagship and the spinoff series Fear the Walking Dead, as well as gaming and future brand extensions on a variety of platforms. Platforms. Among other areas, uh, and now writer, co-executive producer Angela Kang has been promoted to executive producer and showrunner, replacing Gimple in the latter role of The Walking Dead. Kang has been with The Walking Dead since 2011, writing 20 episodes of the show, including the critically acclaimed Coda and Still. Kang will take over as showrunner starting with season nine, which will premiere in 2018. Joe, what are your immediate thoughts on that? Um... My immediate thoughts are, okay, so it sounds to me like Gimple's going into promotions, merchandising, and just uh, more of like, all right, this is my brand now, right? <laughs> Wolf Gaming says all I can hear is yogurt going, merchandising, merchandising. Right, right, exactly. And if that's the case, I'm fine with that. I got no problem with that. Hype shit, pump shit, oversee shit, collect your, ch- your check, whatever. But... As long as he's not going to be standing over Angela and being like, you know, Vito, Vito, you know, nope, I think we go this direction. Right. It and might- and ruin like because she'll he'll be like, yeah, fine. Do this, do this, do this. And they'll do that for so many episodes. And then she'll be like, OK, the next part of this whole thing is this. And I'm like, no. And it would ruin everything that leads up to that point. Yeah, you know he I mean? might like, be setting into a role similar. I think Marvel has a guy like this too, uh, Balzaro, whatever the fuck his name is. I'm not sure. That's sort of the coordinator that meets with all the directors for the movies and goes, okay, you can do your movie, but this is how it has to fit into the cinematic universe. And so, that's what I hope isn't. Uh, me too. I What I hope is happening at, is this is the go out to pasture promotion. The, yeah, your job is chief executive Samahutsi about poopycock. And really, he's just paid to sit in an office and check mark shit every single day and smile for the camera and wave, but he's actually been replaced. But what's concerning to me, when we get into who's taking over for this for him, we have to look at the episodes that she's she's been a writer for a long time and kind of worked hand in hand with Gimple. Is this a way of satisfying assholes like you and me that, oh, it, it looks it like they're changing something there. It looks like they're shaking up something. But really what they're doing is moving Gimple up and ultimately she, she's going to do something similar because she believes in the same things Gimple does. I don't know. And right. And what if she wrote? 20 episodes that I thought were all shit. She had funny. She, you, she, and I, we're going to go through that. That's how, that's how we're going to finish off this discussion here. We're going to oh go. My God. I mean, we're going to go through the 20 episodes on, on a few of them. Most of them. Cause she's been with the show since 2011. So they're all and you're going to hear me say now, like, Oh yeah, that was a good episode. And then watch the review. And me one of the, one of them, <laughs> one of the ones she did is the Daryl and Beth get drunk and give each other get the finger one, the Daryl and Beth that episode. Kind of, that was a fun. And then she uh, just gets kidnapped at the end. Yeah. Okay. I think that was her. I'm, we'll go through that in a second here. 
So Kang has been with The Walking Dead since 2011. She did Coda and still we'll have to rely on the motherfucking chat to let us know about certain episodes she did when we go through them. Continue this article. This is an enormously important day for the entire Walking Dead television universe. We're proud to acknowledge Angela's significant contribution to the series and set a clear path forward for a ninth season under her direction. Further, with gratitude and admiration, we recognize Scott's broad impact on leadership of the content that fuels the Walking Dead universe. Together, we will dream bigger and more broadly bef than ever before, since Charlie Collier, president of AMC. I know speak... I know I speak for Angela Scott and everyone at AMC when I say thanks most to all the fans and many talented people who have helped AMC and The Walking Dead. I don't want to be Nancy fucking negative here, but the vibe I get from this is not hyperbole aside of our bullshit. The, the Walking Dead's lost a lot of ratings, and a lot of people yes. are blaming Gimple as they should for what his responsibility in what The Walking Dead has he become. fucking killed Carl. Kill, kill Carl, which could could be. I, I don't have the biggest problem. Is it even? Is it even really a zombie bite? What if it's like a dog bite? I I care more about the Glenn dumpster thing than I do about Carl. If I'm being completely honest that was here, too, right? Come on. So I I care more about this those kind of decisions and some of the the direction of the whole Negan arc, which is which the Carl thing. I get why people are bothered, especially fans of the comics, in. Right. Uh, where, where Carl is such an important part of series of events to come later. But I do think the shit was already made at that point. It's not like that that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Shit had been piling up for a while right. with Kimball. You'd already been eating a shit sandwich, and it was like, I need something to wash this down. And they handed you a shit frap. Yep. And so you're like, all right. I, I, and I'm is this, Joe, Joe, is this a way of putting a nice one of those umbrella toothpicks inside my shit frap is that what's happening here are they are they they want to take out that old dirty shitty smelling it's straw too early to, it's too early to tell here's the thing she's not going to be a writer right she's going to be a, a show runner mm -hmm. so she's going to have like input and it's not going to she's not going to be writing the dialogue oh no I'm, I'm sorry joe i'm sorry to interrupt you jay ski says uh, I hate to break. He didn't say hate to break this to you. She wrote the thank you, the one with the Glenn Stumpster thing. Okay. Oh, we got Hannibal. We got Broke Black Man. Okay. We now, was she told to write that? Right. Did she have the the? Did she get to decide story points in, the, or did she write the dialogue? And I mean, I don't know how the Walking Dead's writers' room works. Right. So is I she the lead writer, and everybody else wrote it. Right. Did was it her concept? I've heard in in some speculation at times that a lot of that had to do with with the with uh how it was shot that day or something like that and that that created some of the problems with the dumpster situation but see, then that's bullshit that's a bullshit reason and a bullshit excuse if it had a lot of reason to do with the way it was shot when you sat down to edit this shit and you're saying oh god this is what we're gonna go with you call everybody back you take the fucking monetary hit and you re-fucking film a scene a singular fucking scene. Yeah, it involves a lot of zombies, but you you, you do shit you have to do to make a good product. Yeah. You know? So if she's responsible for writing Glenn Goes Under a Dumpster, or is she responsible for writing 
well, we have to get out of this somehow. And we have shit that Glenn needs to do this season. We right. Do, is she, to do. she, she also in that episode wrote, I think a pretty good episode leading to the point. I think, I think where it got bad is when he came back in the couple of episodes down the road, him dying in that episode. If you watch our recap right fine. afterwards, we were like, that's an awesome the show has balls to kill Glenn like that. So in, in a way that they did it, I thought was done particularly well. San Berbier pictures in the, in the live chat right now. One of my favorites, one of our oldest viewers, they've been constantly losing millions of viewers and this asshole gets promoted what the fuck well, who said it who said it a little further up in the chat i liked it it was um the high lords get fired with a promotion yeah yeah <laughs> you know? and and ultimately i i wish i could find who said it yeah where, where was it uh I'll, I'll look for it for a second they need to fire the whole writing team K king wrote the fucking dumpster episode phil i've spoiled i haven't spoiled my felicia's in the live motherfucking chat and uh i i and i want to give the give the new showrunner credit and see how they move from this situation forward and great to see nymeria in the live motherfucking chat as well ion throne there uh, you go so so i, I don't know the biggest question I have ultimately comes down to, is this a, what, what, you, what was just being implied by someone in the chat, that is this just a sending out to pasture with a promotion? The, the okay, lords, here's your house, here's your fucking, here's your job, here's your job title. Don't do anything. We got to save this show. And, and she's going to try to write this ship, give the show teeth again. If, that, if that's really what happens, I'm going to give season nine. I'm more excited for season nine, obviously, than I am for the back half of season eight now. It, it gives me us, and of course me, because I'm looking for hope in any piece of dog shit. I'm looking for something I can eat in that. We're using this dog shit uh, comparison a lot. It, it gives me reason to actually sit down and start watching season nine past, you know, the show that we do and, and, and everything. And the fact that I still, for some reason, you know, <laughs> broke eight years deep, I'm going to keep going. Oh, yeah. So deep. Eight, eight, eight years deep, Jeff. Sorry. Uh, there's some some dirty joke there I didn't quite get to. Broke says, uh, question answering. Hasn't Scott did done the other half of season eight? Yeah, we were just talking about. We do have a half a season of Scott Gimple, his swan song thing that he's going to be doing, which is probably hopefully burning the fucking roof off the building before he leaves or hopefully hopefully <laughs> like, finishing this negan arc like he saw promptly. this fight firing getting happening you know six months eight months ago probably he probably heard rumors or grumblings or had an argument and was like you know what fuck them i'm gonna burn this motherfucker to the ground they can watch me leave this in ashes now <laughs> let me finish off this article there's a little bit more about robert kirkman you know he's the talks about who uh, kirkman is and gimple's larger deal comes after he at, added oversight of spin of the spinoff fear the walking dead to his uh, purview created by kirkman and david erickson the latter excited as showrunner at the end of season three so it seems like what I'm reading from this is that Gimple is going to be taking a bigger role in Fear the Walking Dead, which oh, is so he's going to go shit and ruin that. Which is <laughs> just, already I know people are, but people are like, Fear the Walking Dead is going to get good next season. You get Garen Dillon Hunt joining the cast. You get a couple of other big names joining the cast for season. Morgan Morgan joined, Morgan joined the cast, and uh, is Jenna Elfman joining the cast to it? Did I make See, that that alone. That alone. The fact that Morgan's joining the cast 
okay. And uh, Garen Dillon Hunt. I, I'm a hu- I, I'm a Garen Dillon Hunt fanboy, and I think anything he's gonna do is gonna be good. So I know his character, whatever it is, even if it's even if the show's written all wonky, he's gonna deliver a great performance because he's never let me down in anything he's ever he been. He hasn't in. let me down either. He's he's just he's one of those underrated talents like Christopher Maloney is. He just he has like this this. I don't know. It's hard to. The, he's got that something. He's got that it factor, kid. You can't. Eat, you can't quite. Co- you can't quite it's, comprehend. It's hard for someone in one season, uh, especially in this day and age. For I forget what the name of that uh, Swaringen Western was, uh, with what's his name for the guy Deadwood. From, Deadwood, right? He, he Dylan Hunt plays two separate characters unrelated to each other during the same fucking season. <laughs> Like he comes in, he plays a character, he ends up getting murdered, and then like a few episodes later, there he is again playing a completely other character that's unrelated to the last. He pulls it off completely. So, uh, so it seems like Gimple's going to be spending more time there. The Walking Dead is a special show which started in every different entire blah blah blah. blah. It's just more about The Walking Dead and how it's losing ratings a little bit. So, moving on from that, let's go and take a look at the episodes in which Angela Kang has written. Now, she produced, she has uh, one producer credit. She also produces uh, The uh, The Walking Dead. Her episodes that she has written are, and How It's Gotta Be, which is every story and battle comes crashing together as everything Rick and Group has done is put to the test. This is season eight, episode eight. Okay, so she wrote episode eight, season eight episodes. Um, she wrote, I'm just going to read the title. So that was a crap episode we just saw. Yes. That she wrote. Yes. Okay. The sec- not excited so the, far. The second to last episode. The episode. Oh, I am not, I am so not, I am now not excited. I was all like, yay, Gimple's gone. Maybe the shit storm is over. But there's and 20 I'm episodes. Sure. Okay. She wrote How It's Gotta Be, The King, The Widow, and Rick, which is also a more recent episode. Uh, the Big yeah, Scary the big scary You. She wrote The Teleplay, which is, I think she just, that means more dialogue. The First Day of the Rest of Your Life. She wrote another more recent episode. The Other Side of the Road, Rock in the Road, Sing Me a Song from Season 6, The Cell, The Same Boat, The Next World, Thank You, Try, Coda, Four Walls and a Roof, A. I liked A a lot. That was the that was the um trailer ter- episode. Terminus episode. Still, I like Still Infected. I ain't no Judas in 2013. Say the word, Judge, Jury, and Executioner in season in 2012, and Secrets. So I'm not familiar with all those episodes, but it definitely there's a couple of clunkers in there. And but but still, in a new job, she might just bring life into the showrunners, and then you can get writers that new newer writers in there that might be a little bit more exciting. But any thoughts on those episodes, Joe? Well, one of the things about the fact that she writes the episodes is she's not responsible for writing the main season story arc. So what ends up happening is Gimple sits down with the writer, with the writer of whatever episode, and says, "These are the points you have to hit." hit them right and whatever else or how you get there is yours to write so they're not writing like you see 20 episodes that's broken up over quite a few seasons since 2011 yep so it's like you know she's not in even in the writer's room for a lot of episodes so she doesn't get to decide a lot of those things she's handed like okay we want glenn to be life in danger 
do it. Do it. Exactly. She has the point. She's going to be the one now that gives the season arc and tells the writers, give me that. So. So it's hard to tell just from episodes that I get your point, it's gonna, Joe. It's hard to tell, to right? It's hard to tell from episodes that she's written what she's going to be like as a showrunner. But if we're going by that, she hasn't written some of the best episodes. Although, as uh, someone someone said, sc- scrolled by, who was it? Midnight Chat Attack is in the live motherfucking chat right now. Jay Ski says, "A was where ripped uh, Joe, or uh, where Rick ripped out Joe the Claimer's throat in that episode." So uh, that that. I thought it was the dumpster episode. I'm uh, not the dumpster episode, the trailer episode, because there was an A on it. But, but uh, I'm gonna take the live motherfucking chat's word on that one. How often is the druggie gonna screw up everything in the super mom sacrifice everything again to say I'm talking about Fear of the Walking Dead? Yeah, that oh was, yeah, that, uh, four God. four walls and a roof was a really awesome episode as well. I definitely like that one. If it's the one I remember, uh, let me let me take a look at that one. Four walls and a roof. This was written by her. When Bob's life is hanging in the balance, the group prepares to fight back against Gareth and the group of cannibals. Yeah, I th- I the Terminus arc was one of my favorite arcs. But again, this goes to Joe's point that I seem to... The Walking Dead, I don't know how much I want to give responsibility to the writers for what they do on a week-to-week basis and how much of the showrunner dictates what's going to happen in the season and the writers work as a tool to that not every writer's room is the better call Saul or Breaking Bad writer's room where they all sit in a room and throw around ideas and wait the whole season yeah and, and or they do episode to episode but yeah exactly that that go get the board up and and really hammer it out with all the writers in there to to argue and talk about what's gonna happen and everyone works hand in hand this could be more of a machine and she's just given brief sketches like an outline or a treatment of something and told this is what you got to do so again it's uh, joe has joe has the best answer here it's a wait and see attitude i am slightly less excited than i was when i heard it by reading some of the episodes she's worked on but it's hit or miss there's some good some bad and i'm willing to give her a shot the fact that gimple's moving over to the fear of the walking dead and i don't watch that as much is is good with me i hope he doesn't have too much of a hand in the tell what telltale wants to do with their video games the video game thing kind of confuses me too and and i i like that get that out of the people from the walking dead's hands and let telltale do they've been doing a good job with that shit so let them keep doing what they're doing don't get you don't get your dick mixed too much in that box right now you there's enough dicks you need to get but if that's going to distract gimple let him screw that up instead that's that's fine with me so richard to your point i i agree and the only way to get over that is to give up this whole idea of the cliffhanger that is what makes tv tired to me predictable want this zero reason for me to be I need to think about this shit for nine months while I wait for my show to come back. Oh my God. It was such a cliffhanger. What's going to happen? I don't mind. I don't mind cliffhangers if they're amongst conclusions. And I think the, the age of keeping like big cliffhangers from a week to week standpoint, when most people that aren't us are watching things and binge quality cliffhangers become near to impossible and i also i think the biggest thing she needs to change and again it's something more endemic if that's the correct word of television as a whole the you were saying cliffhangers i will go you one further i don't mind cliffhangers if they're done right vikings has used a couple cliffhangers this season that i haven't minded and a couple other shoes better call saul uses it to uh good effect 
Game of Thrones does as well sometimes. My problem with television right now is these mid-season finales and premieres and everything working around them. Every show having a mid-season finale, and it has to be leading up to this big point and big things not being almost predictable where you can call your shot, leading into the promotion of the mid-season finale with the Carl thing and... Oh, you better. This is going to be the moment you're talking about. Don't miss it. It's no, no. Surprise us. Don't hold my hand. It's like trailers that tell you too much about the movie before you go and see it. I don't want to know what's going to happen in the movie before I see it. I don't want to know. I don't want to watch The Walking Dead and go, yeah, nothing's going to happen this episode because it's going to happen in the midseason finale. Fuck that. Watch episode. What is it? Eight of Game of Thrones. And like had the whole week before them saying. You don't want to miss what happens to Ned. You don't want to. You're not going to believe. Oh yeah, what season eight. To Ned. Yeah, yeah. Spo- spoiler alert for Game of Thrones season one. If you haven't watched it, we're not going to say what happens. But in yeah, it'd be like in season episode eight. Get HBO putting up. Make sure you tune in next week. You don't want to see the conclusion of Ned's journey, where where you you won't believe what happens next. Exactly. You won't believe what happens next. The closest thing that they did that was. They hyped up a little bit with the Mountain versus the Viper the week before that fight. Like, like it's going to be the biggest fight in the world. But they didn't tip the hand at all to the way that was going to go. You don't Because s- it was also written already. True. True. So most fans knew how that was going. But still, but just... you a- wanted to see that shit. But just an overall thing. The Walking Dead shouldn't make me feel safe at all, ever. When I'm watching it as a viewer, I should constantly feel like I'm in danger or in potential for some fucked up shit to happen at any moment in time for any fucking reason. And they lost that. It was that that. tension to start season two, I think, or season three, when that silent beginning, when they enter the house and they're all sitting down and Carl's going to eat fucking dog food and Daryl shoots a fucking owl and they hear a noise and they all pack up and leave silently and get the fuck out. Like it was that that tension, that worry that at any moment that could be zombies, that and, could be, you know, death from people, that could be what, you know, and that's at, all missing now. And as you and I both know, uh, Miss King is watching us right now. So, Miss King, if you if you want, and I'm only calling her Miss because I forget her first name. So, if... Angela. If thank you, if we if you're watching us right now, you wanted that's what you need to bring back to the show: a sense of urgency, a sense of fear. Not no pun intended for Fear of the Walking Dead. A sense of anything could happen at any time. If you can bring that kind of energy, I can handle stupid shit that happens in the show. It's a fucking over the top zombie show. Add more stupid shit. Keep it or bring it. Go for no, no, no. Less stupid shit. We've seen Fuck. Carl get attacked, do stupid shit, and get attacked by zombies eighty times. But the one time he actually gets bit, you don't even show us that. Yeah. Fuck you. You're yeah. like you're like an episode and a half later. Oh, I got a fever and look, there's a there's a wound on my belly. That's like, I, I, how do you even write that? How do you sit down and be like, you know, this is the kid that grew up in this shit. Like one of the only kids we've seen, one of the only kids that survived this long. And like, you don't even get to, and you keep having him do stupid shit until he finally gets bit and then you don't even show us him get bit. Yep. Like that's ballless, that's stupid, that's. Yeah. It's like, it's awful. And, it's uh, awful. and, uh, K Ridge from before. Yeah. Sean B will be joining us on the couch next week. Walking David in the live motherfucking chat. Great to see you, buddy. Great to see you. Who's very, very happy. Uh, Miss Dizzle, they grow, man. They can't stay scared forever. 10 years old with spoons, killing zombies. Too many cliffhangers. Game of Thrones did that crap too. Give me tension and fucking suspense. Don't just fall into an easy rhythm. What made television such a special thing? Couple of, 
or or what started to change television from movies, I think five years ago or something like that, where it really started to curve. And there was some other shows that sort of creeped into this, but I think when it really started to take over was when television was bringing you something new, something different, something unexpected. Seeing characters that weren't normal characters was new. If you consistently do the same thing, but then when something's popular, it's like a million rats trying to get through one hole, and you just consistently keep doing the same thing over and over again. So you have to innovate and change things up so it can't be right. predictable and you can't or you tr get run into the trap of 80s sitcom comedy and when and you just want you just add a laugh track at this point or Listen, add a fucking boo track in the season movies, finale movies kind of proved it also like with the original star wars trilogy the fact that number two ends on such a fucking downer you know there's there's no need there's no reason not to have your audience walk away and feel like their heart just got ripped out of your yep. chest. And you missed that mark with Glenn's death, with Abraham's death, with Carl's looming death. Like, especially because it's looming, you completely, you've now given us multiple weeks again to mourn Carl's death. So when and if he dies, who gives a shit? We already know he's most likely dead. So whatever, release show trailers of a house burning, Carl being uh, dragged out, being helped. Who gives a shit? We know he's dead. We've already mourned him, especially by the time the show comes back. So they've missed the mark. There's no reason to let your audience not walk. Like when I walk away from a, a good show that's left me fucking crushed thinking, how, like when Ned died, how did they fucking do that? How did they get away with doing that? Yeah, we, like, we, and I don't want to keep bringing up just as much as a cliffhanger. I don't want to keep bringing it up. Uh, Better Call Saul too did that a bunch of times the last three seasons, where I was just like, "Holy shit, how can you do that?" Or they did that create with the whole Chuck arc, and I don't want to spoil any of that. Felicia says I watch Dragon Ball, so I can't complain about things being repetitive. I watch fucking Survivor, <laughs> so I can't complain about be things being repetitive if they're meant to be repetitive kind of shows. Something like a uh, uh, anime half an hour anime series like Pokemon or fucking Dragon Ball or Justice League or anything. Even Justice League pushed the limit and did ongoing story arcs, but whatever. That's Justice League. It's different. But the cartoon, not the movie. So certain <laughs> certain shows are supposed to do certain things, and they do it successfully. I talked a lot a few years ago about a show called what was it with Rob Lowe and Fred Savage? It was a cheesy fucking sitcom show. It worked as a cheesy sitcom. Yeah, they were brothers. The the uh, whatever the fuck it was called. Who cares? It's not a great show, but it works as a half an hour shitty show. Joe and I both like Lethal Weapon. Is Lethal Weapon gonna awesome. Is it gonna win any awards? Is it no. gonna Is it gonna be like? considered as good as game of thrones or vikings or better call Saul. Never. no but it sets out this is the kind of show i want to be and it does it to fucking perfection it, it does it, oh damon and and that dude rigs in the walking were, in the in the walking david's understudy he reminds me a lot of the walking david for certain like the walking david could play that part i always say that when i'm watching it with stephanie i go i go david could play this part well i was looking at i was watching uh Jon Snow get thrown out of a bar drunk in New York City on like a TMZ video. And I was like, holy fuck, if that's not the walking David, like doing his best Jon Snow at some bar trying to get pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, were you talking about the John, the Jon Snow? Uh, the Gets thrown out of a New yeah, York bar. New York bar. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Like, holy shit. No, hey, the movie I agree with you broke. The cartoon Justice League is maybe that, the Batman animated series and the Superman animated series and Static Shock and, and especially, not especially, but and Batman Beyond. All those... Zeta Project, um, Zeta, I wasn't the biggest fan of Zeta, but whatever. Uh, all those series create one of the best 
is the my favorite cartoons uh, or universe ever created or something like that. I don't know how to exactly describe it, but the especially Batman and in the, oh, yeah. the hour-long Justice League ones, not necessarily Justice League Unlimited, but the hour-long episodes that they did in the first two seasons were some um, of the be- some of the best uh, cartoon television I've ever seen uh, ever seen. Those- Cartoon Batman movies. Yeah, some of them. Red some, Hood. I thought. I thought a couple of them are absolutely fucking dog shit. So it, they're hit or miss. There's so, the there's some that are really good. There's some are really bad. Series. The one, the Wonder Woman one is really good. If you if you're a fan of the Wonder Woman character, the DC animated universe movie that uh, really good. An old one, but an excellent one. Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, but whatever. Uh, we that could be a different podcast altogether. So uh, Mask so, of Phantom. Uh, I, I thought Mask of the Phantasm. But but anyways, uh, the <laughs> I don't know. Any last thoughts on this gimple gimple thing? My last thought Basically was it's wait and see. Wait and see. And I hope I hope it's more of keep gimple over in fear. Let him create all the merchandising, merchandising with a real money in the I'm game. I'm not going to draw any conclusions. I'm not going to say it's going to be bad or it's going to be good. I'm going to go in with open eyes. As you know, you've heard me say it over and over again, week after week. I just want the show to be good. I just really want it to be good. And if this is a move that makes that happen, then I'm, I'm on board. If it's more of the same, then I'm going to say so. Uh, but I am absolutely going into this with an open mind. No yeah. judgment pre-reserved. Me too. Point. In spite Me- of what episodes have been written by her or not, I'm not really familiar with the title, so a lot of that didn't mean anything to me, and I got a vague recollection of whether or not I liked the episode by some of the major plot points. That being said, again, I think that the whole season is different than writing a single episode. Now she'll be responsible for whole season arcs and things like that, so maybe we get some some really decent change, and if we don't, I will certainly say so, but I'm yeah, I'm I'm actually more excited for The Walking Dead in October 2019 than I've I've been in a long time to get out here after that first episode and see how the show feels different or or see if it does feel different. 2019 shaping to be a good year. Yep, and my and Mike, I do have to say, uh, very few times can I be proud of that that I pronounced something right. So yes, yes, it was. It's Phantasm, Dirty Locks. Awesome. Yeah. For the first time, I think the first time in the history of the show I ever pronounced anything correct. So I, I think I think it's worth it. So before we call this a podcast, I do want to talk about one other thing. I did a quick announcement of this out in the snow, but I forgot to wear my boots. So it was very, very quick. But also in the midst of uh, the holiday break here, Game of Thrones was announced or HBO announced that Game of Thrones Two things. I want to talk about a couple of things that HBO announced. First off, before we talk about Game of Thrones, they I'm a huge fan of Flight of the Concords, and they just announced mm-hmm. that Flight of the Concords, spe- specifically Flight of the Concords Live, I know a lot of people do really like the show. I, I don't love the show. Well, uh, that's because if you, you watched all their live, and right. all their live, the show is based all those sketches and episodes are based on the live the show. live stuff. I, I love I love them live, and HBO is doing a new comedy hour with them on their awesome. recent tour, so it's going to be a live performance of them. So I'm really excited okay. that that's coming back that they're coming back to HBO. I am the rhinoceros. My <laughs> rhymes are bottomless. I I I uh uh, <laughs> uh wait. Hippopotamus. My rhymes are bottomless. Uh, my my favorite line in all that. My rhymes are so potent. Uh, 
So, so I, I got all the women in the, the first, first row is pre- pregnant. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, I forget I forget it, but it's a funny line. Anyways, <laughs> if you're a fan of Flight of the Concords, they are coming back and uh, t- whatever. Also, on, speaking of animated series on WB, uh, Animaniacs. In the room. <laughs> Animaniacs is coming back in 2020, which should be really cool. I'm very excited for Animaniacs coming back. <laughs> In the in the in, Joe in the in the whole damn world in the whole damn room you could you could you you're so hot you could be a waitress or a part time model but you probably have to keep your normal job a fifties air hostess yeah an air hostess in the sixties yeah you're so beautiful you could be a waitress. <laughs> you're so beautiful uh my favorite line is uh, the song the song issues they have there's people on the street getting diseases from monkeys what don't let look that way you're getting diseases from monkeys why is this happening please who's been touching these monkeys someone leave these poor sick monkeys they got they got problems enough as there is or something like that I, i'm confusing i'm confusing two of them and then it's, then there's no, the one with perfect. <laughs> that we're uh, there's there's children on the street trying to make ends meet and the, and the, try trying to make better sneakers something about sneakers and stuff the tape the tape of love the tape of love okay brown paper white paper <laughs> so okay anyways if you want to actually hear these songs not get ripped apart and destroyed by Joe and I definitely check out Fly the Concords if you haven't they're very funny and, or I find them very funny and it's gonna be fun to see them back on I HBO. don't I hate them all they're, they're not. <laughs> they're, they're horrible, Joe. They're fucking horrible. <laughs> they're fucking horrible. They're fucking horrible. And a horrible band. And they're ho- pathetically awful alive, too. <laughs> Neither one of them are funny guys at all. So, speaking Just of... their names, Jermaine and Britt. <laughs> Joe, you going to stream some Friday the 13th, Kyote wants to know, after this? Oh, I'm going to bed right after this. So, before we talk about that, before Joe goes to sleep time. for a long winter, we talked about this before, uh, and I just want to con- conclude my, my thoughts on this and also get... And also, more importantly, find out. What did you think? What did you? What did you think? What did you? What did you think? Was it good or did it really fucking sing? What did you? What did you think? Okay, so my. Uh... <laughs> That, Game of Thrones come back in 2019. We kind of already suspect, suspected this. They hinted at this. They pushed at this. This wasn't any huge, big surprise. I talked about that a little bit. I was more upset about the snowstorm. Stopping and really coming down and thinking about it. Right now, I have two thoughts. One, it does scream. I don't want to let people off the hook. It screams a little lazy. Like, they could probably figure it out if they hankered down and really worked on it and really pushed. We did. We couldn't. There are, there are six episodes Fucking all, fuck all. What the fuck? I, I'm bitter. I want it now, mommy. I'm Veruca Salt. I, 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 wa- I want it all now. Give it to me now. I was on a year basis, and now to make me wait even longer than that makes me scream and makes me angry. That being said, truth be told, I'm not going to fucking be hy- hyperbolic here. Go, I'm going to fuck these guys. I'm not going to. No, because I'm going to watch when it comes, and if these are six hour and a half long movie quality amazing episodes of Game of Thrones I'm not going to give a flying fuck how long it took once I'm there that being said again I'm already sick of the off season I'm already sick of waiting and there's six episodes and there's six little bits of Game of Thrones left I'm, I was ready for it I was ready to get it I'm ready for it now I wish like they just 18 months I wish they just waited two years or something and then just gave us 13 episodes in a row or something like that something crazy and I know people like the the build-up and the excitement but on some point it just to me it feels like just uh pissing into the wind and I just I I want it but I'm not angry about it 
and it's all right. Who the fuck am I? I was just very excited for it. I knew it was going to happen. When in 2019 is my biggest question now. Is it January 2019? Is it April 2019? It's, it's April or May. It's April or May. I agree, Joe. I think it's definitely April or May. Is it going to be awesome? I have a feeling it's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to show that they took the time to do it and A fucking men for them being like, we got to get this right. It's- it might even be later. Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to give people an awful, horrible winter fucking story in the middle of the winter that they're dying and <laughs> freezing and sitting in their living room trying to stay warm, watching Jon Snow freeze his fucking nuts off in the fucking north is not going to make for happy people. <laughs> yeah, and That's going to make you even colder. So it might even be as late as June. Nymeria is saying, build the hype, dragons and ice titties. I feel Wolf Gaming says, I feel the hype is going to be too much for the finale. And that's part of my issue here, okay? When you, I'm all for over-analysis of things, especially after they happen. Uh, I like more looking into things after they happen, getting to not like building up and over, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. Like getting into the excitement of getting real stuff and building up. I feel like if you over-hype something up in this long wait to 2019 of over-hype, it's almost too much. And the thing that everyone's going to build up in their own minds it's it's going to go crazy what game of thrones needs right now and it's over said and i don't have to i don't people know what i'm going to say someone in the chat just said it now is the time where winds of winter needs to come out and ah. give, and give people something to talk about rather than building and waiting and and analyzing and going and going and going and going because if you keep doing that in your mind and then when you watch it it's never going to be what you fucking want it to be and yep. and if you, people can use that energy to more look at some new material. N- some new Game of Thrones something needs to come out in 2018. It, nope. so, well, a book. Will be, I, I mean, a will, book. The book. The book needs to come okay. out. I this want is, it. Of course we do. We all want it. Everybody wants it. But Give here, it to me, Joe. So you've heard me talk about this feud, right? Between uh, D&D and, and RR, right? So... What if this is all like George R. R. Martin has that book fucking written, right? He said, oh, soon, 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 soon. He's released two different fucking excerpts from the oh, book. Oh, more. Like not, I want to say like nine excerpts from the book altogether and stuff. Like lots of shit from the book. And what? My, and just to cut you off for a second, I really believe, and I could be wrong, I really believe he's writing both books at the same time. And he's, so, wait, but, and he's waiting till he has both books done before he turns in the first one. Uh, no, I think I think he's waiting for HBO show to finish up and HBO said, you know what? Uh, we were supposed to be all in on this together. You kind of abandoned us halfway through or three quarters of the way through on a lot of shit. Stopped directing episodes, stopped having any real input. Uh, and there's a definite you can definitely feel a difference between definitely the last season and a half, two seasons in the first. It's because they're not working off any source material. Just to go to someone saying about Telltale, I actually researched if we're going to get the Game of Thrones Telltale game again. And they said yes, but it's being held off until more Game of Thrones. So we probably won't get it till after the show is over. They want to know where things head before they, because they they can't be like, okay, this, this family does some great shit and then not have that shit show up because they're trying to make it canon and fit with the story but so my my whole thing is is D said you know fuck that fuck you uh jrm we're not gonna you you wanted to put your book out after we finished well we're gonna take a whole extra year suck on that mm. and 
it's it's going to be like I said. I could be pissed off about it. I could rage and scream from the, the dying of the light like Rodney Dangerfield and back to the school. I could scream and scream, but it's not going to make the time come by, go by any quicker. Am I going to be watching in 2019? You bet your fucking ass. Are we going to be yeah. talking about those episodes? You bet your oh, fucking ass. Yeah. Do I want these to be hour and a half great episodes? Am I going to look at this positively? Like, yeah, they, they take the time to get this right, to get the CG, to oh, render no, everything yeah. properly, to do it all great. It takes a lot of time. Yes, Fucking A, do it. Take all the time you want. Am I disappointed? Fuck yeah, but who gives a shit about me? Fuck my feelings. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, I'm just. Ultimately, yeah, it's fuck all of us. Fuck all. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck about any of our feelings? We're going to watch. They know they got us by the balls. They can do do whatever they want. They could wait three years and we're still watching. It it doesn't fucking matter. Or the real fans. There might be some of the bloom off the. The public bullshit, uh, you know, the public, the by the the public, the casual fans, the casual fans. I don't like dragons. Oh, that was a good show. That was a good show. People might move on to something else, and that's okay with me too. Uh, it's it's whatever, you know. Like people are gonna wait, people are gonna watch. It's gonna be fucking awesome. The show is gonna be the big. The premiere is gonna be the biggest premiere in television. History. It's gonna be crazy, dude. It's, it's gonna be the, bigger than Super Bowl numbers. And this, the hype that's gonna be built up is gonna be insane. And they know what they're doing. And who am I to fucking complain? Uh, they got me. They got me by the short ones, Joe. They got me. Sque- and see, this is what I think they should do. It always gets leaked every year, right? These episodes come out and everybody watches them and they suffer for it. So why not beat it? Why not like troll some of the social media fights? Find out who some of the top 10, you know, YouTubers like us, right? Top 10 are, <laughs> are talking about and reviewing this shit and leak the season to us so we can watch it and put out preseason reviews on what people are going to see and watch and how much they're going to love it rather than like the Washington post. That's tired and fake news shit anyway. Right. Give it to us. Give it to us. Give now. it to us instead. Let us review it first. Not just us, Phil, but like some of the bigger channels on YouTube or, or some of these social media sites that do these kind of reviews. They're not affiliated with all that but de- big money, fake crap, but definitely, definitely us. Yes. Us. Definitely. Definitely us. So, on that note, anything else? Like, I don't. There's not too much else to talk about about that. We'll be definitely doing some off-season Game of Thrones stuff. Ooh, yeah. One other thing about Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maisie Williams added Tom Hanks and and someone else to her death list. Dun dun dun. <laughs> which, which which Tom Hanks? <laughs> Joe versus the volcano. Tom Hanks. Uh, he's already dead. He's got a brain cloud, dude. He did. He had a brain cloud. You didn't get a second opinion for something called a brain cloud? No, you don't need another opinion, man. That shit, dude, your brain is all cloudy. You're not thinking, right? <laughs> no, not at all. What? What were you talking about? I have a brain cloud now. I, I wasn't paying any attention. Six weeks of hype, six weeks of gripping, six weeks of disappointing, six weeks of us watching breathtakingly. Yes. Uh, I Breathlessly. <laughs> oh, it works either way. Yeah, your clothes give them to me. So we'll be waiting. We'll be watching. We'll be fucking excited to wa- to watch this Game of Thrones. Let's go into the live motherfucking chat a little bit before we uh, before we call it a stream. Walking David, great to see you. Gonna get the Walking David on here very soon. Uh, so, so yeah, so. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we needed to talk about here today, Joe. I think we I think we hit it all. You talked about uh, the you talked about the kid Harrington getting thrown out of a bar, uh, and how, how many times have you been thrown out of a bar in your life? Thrown out of a bar, or ex 
escorted out of a bar. Okay, escorted out of a bar or thrown out of a bar. Uh, I want to say the police kicked us all out of a bar when we were underage once, right? For one of yes. Craig's shows. Yes, I remember that. that. Uh, but I think not never. But I was banned from a bar. I, I left a bar drunk. Uh, to go give someone a ride home and came back and was told like an hour later and it was I didn't drive them home someone else drove them home and was told I wasn't allowed to come in because I was I was already too too hammered and drunk and shit so I like put up a big fucking stink and got banned for life from uh, bleachers I called someone a geek and they decided and like I when I went back like the next week I called one of the bouncers or like like uh not even a bouncer he was just a guy that worked there and uh, i called him a geek and i swear to god i called him a geek i was like what's this geek gonna do like i had like a buttoned up shirt glasses on <laughs> it's like, like you're a professional wrestler what's this geek gonna do right right i was like i was like all drunk and i'm gonna kick off six of your asses and shit for not letting me in to drink more now you know and then uh and, like i was always at this bar all the time Right. And then like I went back the next week, I think, for one of your shows. Mm -hmm. And they were like, No, you're not allowed in here. You're you're banned for life. I'm like, banned for life? For what? I was drunk last week. Big deal. They were like, You called, you know, this kid who works here a geek. Uh no, with O's instead of E's. Ah. And so they said I made this racial. Oh, I so I so much remember I somewhat remember that. And I was like, I did not. I would never fucking say that, dude. Yeah, I do. I I I definitely remember that now. Tim Epps is. And they're like, yep, nope, you're banned for life. And then like two months later, they were uh, closed for good. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was a interesting complex. It was it was it was they were dicks, but it was a good good place. Lots of pool tables, lots of places for bands to play there and stuff. Tim, everybody's banned for life. Fuck yourselves. (laughs) You banned yourself, (laughs) motherfuckers. Tim says a collab between Phil, Kyle, Gemma, Smokescreen, Talking Threads needs to happen. I would love to do something with all those people. I can definitely say that uh, I'd love to work with David, and I've talked to him a little bit. uh, Gemma and Kyle and Smokescreen as well. I think we're all going to be out at Con of Thrones, so maybe uh, something could happen out there as well but definitely love to do something with all of them make sure you tell all of those people too. go to their channels and tell them tell them the same thing tim f tell them the same i'll make it fucking happen uh i used to uh oh joe dropped the uh the geek word i never geek seriously that's it i i called him a geek i never use the stairs i like to put them on the wall walking i'm trying to think have i ever have i ever been kicked out of a bar because if i have it's probably i've been kicked out of parties for being asshole like and i and i've definitely i'm trying to think no, maybe one of the middle east shows that my band band played i was a uh, really drunk one of those nights and yelling and be obnoxious uh I, but i don't have any i don't have any quick memory of me being taken out of a bar but I'm, it, it could have very easily happened do you have any memory got kicked out of a, a concert i've been kicked out of many concerts to two concerts a bit. No, I've been kicked out of, I was kicked out of the Rage Against the Machine concert for the Wonder Joint. Uh, there was a joint passed around a room at a club called the Avalon, which I believe is cl- is closed. Oh, yet. And at the Orpheum. You got Wonder right. Joint twice. Wonder Joint twice at the Orpheum. But the Wonder Blunt was, uh, that was even more recent. The, uh, the, 
the one at the Rage Against the Machine show was on a Halloween evening. I was at the door. All of my friends were there. And that night, what was weird was I was not eating sandwiches that night. And I was just passing the sandwich from one person to the next person. And it just happened to be on me. And these two guys in normal suits grabbed me and, and took me out of there and kicked, me, kicked my butt out. You got Wonder Joined at your own show at the Hemp Fest. The Hemp Fest, yes. And the second story. <laughs> uh, I was uh, my, my band played the Boston Freedom Rally if, uh, four years in a row. The first time we played, uh, I got I was with Joe and our other friend uh, Double D, and we were uh, we were eating a sandwich, and uh, the the cops came up and they grabbed me and they brought me in and gave me a ticket and they knew I was performing. My band was playing next and they took their time and, and, uh, and sort of, uh, and I was like running at, at the end of my gig and I like jumped up on stage with two songs left with the ticket. And I did one of those to the audience at the freedom. They watch out, man. They're out there. Watch out for it them. Funny too. Cause when they, when they walked up, they were like, you guys, you know, Show us your IDs. Give us your weed and all that. And I was like, who the fuck are you? They're like, we're the police. I'm like, where the fuck's your badge? Get away from me. And, and they started pulling out their badges after that. I was so pissed. I was ready to be like, you ain't mugging me, motherfucker. Who the fuck are you? And Hannibal, to answer your question, yes, we did play with Tree. Our band, the one of the years that we performed, uh, Tree did their reunion during our yep. set. They came on stage and we got to play a couple songs. And one performance we did, God, God, uh, God gives grass, uh, and we uh, we had Dave Tree come and perform. Dave Tree designed one of the, that band's T-shirts as well. He was at a, like a lot of our shows and performed a couple times with us throughout the uh, the lifetime of that particular band. So yeah, we, we performed. With, Tree came on and played like uh, half of one of our sets, and one, one time we played a. a couple times or they played like two or three songs with us and stuff like that awesome guys those, those dudes rock Good and then the last time i was with uh joe and our friend nick at a fucking string cheese incident hippie show at the orpheum in boston and they were throwing people out which i was really pissed about because it's a fucking string cheese incident show and don't have that fucking concert at the fucking show if you don't want people smoking fucking weed because it's that, the only that, way to deal that, with it venue right it's like what what would you expect? Every single person there is going to do that. But oh yeah, Dave Dave's an, Dave's an awesome dude. Uh, I was in the band called The Force Hannibal. If you ever if you if you want to ask him, he 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 definitely remember uh, whether he'd remember me. He definitely remember Vic and uh, the band The Force and stuff. So uh, definitely give give Dave, give Dave some awesome vibes. Good he's good people. And that's like a that's like a uh, almost like a double negative there, Hannibal. Like. For every, every, I don't know, that's political, but for every cop who's a good cop, who knows a dirty cop and doesn't say anything about that dirty cop or bad cop is also a dirty cop or bad cop. So therefore, almost every fucking cop is already a dirty fucking cop. And uh, just and uh, just like to hang out, nightmare is like I've no yeah. She just like to chill and have fun. For the most part, I like to chill and have fun. When I was younger, I maybe talked a little bit of too much shit here and there, and on occasion, and and my mouth got me into trouble because I didn't have a podcast to yell on <laughs> quite yet. So it was uh, I needed some place to get my fucking shit out. Uh, did did but you? That being said, you know, who wants to be a rat? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Who wants to be king? Sorry. <laughs> king rat. King rat. The rat king, Joe. Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. We will be back very soon for more shows. If you have 
any questions, any comments you want to add to this, please share it in the comment section below. Please email me any questions you have at igotissuesman at gmail.com. You can find all the ways to help the channel grow in the links description in the description box below. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast as well if you're listening to the audio feed and let us know where and how you're listening to that audio podcast. And uh, if you haven't already and you're watching the YouTube video, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Thank you to everyone in the live motherfucking chat for joining us today. Sam, great to see you. Felicia, K, K Rich, Quixote, Mike, Lav Lav, Hannibal, Nymeria, Euron, Iron, uh, K Rich again because, you know, I love you that much. Wolf Gaming, Tim F, everyone that just jumping in the live chat today. You guys are fucking amazing. Joe, I will talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me, buddy. Jeez.